Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Eshin Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, The Unshakable Road to Love. Same thing, same thing. The uh, love, meaning relationship, meaning oneness, meaning reverence for life, meaning a sense of completion. That is the unshakable road to love, and Zen is that. So what what is Zen? And that's a question we don't ask, because it can't be answered. I mean, if you, you can answer it intellectually or with words, but that will definitely diminish it and put it into a little, a little category in your mind. And this practice, this life, is way beyond a little category in our mind. It's vast. It's all-encompassing. So rather than talk about, I mean, there's a fun saying in Zen, by the way, which is, wash out your mouth before you speak about Zen. Meaning, don't speak about it. Live it. Be it. Practice it. Now, you know, many of us don't like the word practice. It has a connotation of discipline, trouble, harsh difficulty. You know, we don't want to practice. Why do we have to practice life? That's a great question. What a great question. Why do we have to practice life itself? And the response is because we're not, many of us are not here in life itself. We have been given this precious opportunity to live, to taste our life, to experience it, to share, to really know it, be it. But so many, so many, so many are not here. In Zen, they say we are ghosts, haunting hills and valleys. We live our lives as ghosts. Wow, that's quite a statement. As the reflection of a person, not a person. A ghost, or others would say we're living an imitation life, secondhand life. <laughs> what does that mean, an imitation life, secondhand life? Well, we're living our images, our ideas of who we are and what life is. We're living our conditioning, is another way to put it. What we've been told, how we have to act, how we may not act, what we can think, what we cannot think. We're living someone else's life. We're taking our fantastic, precious energy and becoming an image that someone else wants us to be. So we'll get that approval. So we'll feel, well, I made it. I'm wanted. I'm accepted. I'm part of the group. So this is a very, very serious situation, basically, because as we can see right now, so many, 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 many people have so much sadness, anxiety, trauma, taking so many drugs of all kinds, just to just to get through the day often, just to be calm enough, just to be so-called clear enough. Now, that's not 
what was intended. We don't need all of that. Drugs to be balanced enough to get through the day. That's what someone just told me. Well, I have to take these antidepressants just to get through the day. And there are many, 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 many people who are in that situation. Now, no judgment about any of that, but cognizance, recognition, awareness that need not be so. You know, here we are in a brand new year, so to speak. And many, many resolutions, many plans, many prayers, many hopes. And they're all very understandable and very wonderful. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong anywhere. But this Zen practice is really a practice of just seeing and being what is so. Now that sounds silly or meaningless or what? What is that really all about? What? Well, it's not just what. Because the less we're encumbered by these illusions and directives and false images and ready-made beliefs and ready-made lives, the more we can actually be alive, come to life, and be real, and be authentic, and be our, and be our true selves with ourselves and with each other. And then life itself is wonderful. No matter what happens, it's wonderful, it's fascinating, it's delicious, it's we have the ability for compassion, a lot of compassion and a lot of clarity to bubble up, bubble up, bubble up towards all kinds of people and situations that might be, have seemed very difficult or very painful in the past. So that is what Zen practice is. It's making the room, making the space for that to, to bubble up, the clarity, the compassion, the ability to be real, just to be who we are. Now, that phrase, of course, has been bantered around a lot. Oh, just be who you are. So what do I have to practice that? <clears throat> I am, and this is what I am. Why do I have to practice being what I already am? Well, well, that's a very good question, actually. So when we sit on the cushion, what, we're, what, I, what we mean by practicing is seeing and knowing and getting in touch with whatever comes up, whatever is pushing us, shoving us, confusing us, deluding us. And many, many, many things arise from within. And those things have been really running the show. They've been running our show. So as we sit, we can see. And just by watching it and breathing and not moving not judging it, not fighting it, not hating it. So much self-hatred, which is what, of course, leads to depression. That's exactly what leads to depression. And who is the one who is hating ourselves? We hate ourselves. We've turned against ourselves. Wow. What a shocking thing to have happened on such a wide scale. How could it be? that we have turned against ourselves, against our own best interests, where we feel it's better to be in pain and to suffer than to have joy. We feel it's better to harm and be harmed than to have love. How can that be? That's a koan. 
A koan is a question given by a master, and there are many great koans, that has no logical, rational answer. I say this many times. It's important. And these koans are baffling to the logical mind. But when we practice with them, when we sit with them, when we absorb them, and when suddenly they pop <laughs> or they become alive and we see what they are and we understand what that koan, or we not just understand, but, but we embody that koan when we, when we know it. Something completely alters in our life. So this is a koan. How can it be that we have turned against ourselves so vehemently? Wow. You know, if you look at other life forms, dogs, cats, birds, even tigers and lions, they don't turn on themselves, on, on each other, like this. So this seems to be something very, very different going on here that just goes against the beautiful stream of life which preserves itself, which honors itself, which grows naturally, <clears throat> which evolves. And it's important to look and see what is going on here. So then we sit down on the cushion with a straight back, take a, position, a posture, and we don't move, and we allow ourselves to see what's going on. Now, that might seem simple. It's not simple. It's not easy. It's precious. It's beautiful. It's meaningful. It can become addictive once you get to see the marvelousness of actually knowing and seeing and how that itself changes things. You can't wait to get on that cushion. can't wait. It's like going home to your real self, going home being in touch with an entire world that's going on inside and outside that seems hidden, but it's not hidden. <laughs> it's right here if we just stop, take a moment, and take a look. That's all we have to do. We don't have to figure it out. We don't have to decide anything about it. We just have to actually allow ourselves to be with it and to see it, and then it transforms. The allowing, the seeing, is bringing light. We're bringing light to the darkness because it's been enshrouded in darkness when we don't just stop and take a look. Take a moment. Be aware. Take a look. Now, when we take the look, it's not taking a look with a position, with a side, we're not taking a role in the war. We're just stepping back and watching the whole process go on. So we're not identified with it. We're not battling with it. We're not hiding from it. We're allowing it. Wow. You know, that word is a very, it's an incredible word, allow. It's a gift for the, for the new year. What a beautiful gift for a happy new year. Can you allow yourself to take a moment and be still and take a look? Without judging, without hating, without condemning, 
just just watching. Can you allow life to do what it does without interfering? There's an enormous power and strength in allowing. Well, some may say, well, if I just allow it, I'll be like a leaf blown about in the wind. What will I be? Nothing. No, just the opposite is true. You will become everything. You will regain all your lost energy that's been devoted to fighting something, changing it, interfering, worrying, worrying about it. Don't. When we allow, we do not worry. No more worrying. Just allow. And when we're allowing and knowing and seeing, not only does our energy return to us and our clarity return to us and our hope does return, hopefulness, joyfulness, it returns. But whatever needs to be done, we just do it. It happens automatically, simply, with, in a very easy, natural way. We don't become wet noodles just sitting there passively allowing no, no, no. Just the opposite. Allowing is a very active, very brave, very encompassing activity. So we practice allowing, which is another way of saying not interfering on the cushion as we sit. And of course, when we get off the cushion, it's very nice to keep it going. You know, we practice, we get into a mode, and then we continue. I allow myself to do the dishes. What does that mean? It means I allow that time to really do them, really feel them, really clean them, really enjoy the whole process. And to watch what goes on with me, with the dishes, with the whole thing, to be present for it. Not to say, oh, I got to get rid of this, then I'll do that, and I got to do this, then I'll do that. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Doing the dishes. It's another beautiful part of Zen practice. Allow the dish to be dirty. Allow the water to fall on your hands. Allow yourself to feel yourself cleaning it. Really engage in it, and that is will become a very beautiful process. Interesting, isn't it? So interesting. Because actually Zen practice is going in the opposite direction of the way our minds normally go. Just the opposite. We're all geared to rush, rush, do, do, achieve, achieve, not look, hide. We're all wired that way. And this changes the wiring. It stops the compulsive activity which really doesn't get us anywhere at all, except to the next bunch of compulsive activities. So here is a new year. It's here. (laughs) And I'm I'm offering, I'm not asking, I'm, I'm offering the possibility of allowing the year to be the year. Allow it to be beautiful. Allow it to be harmful. It's not going to be harmful. If you take that attitude, it will not be harmful. Because when you allow something, you're taking the sting away out of it. Just allow the people in your life to be as they are. And allow yourself to be as you are. And that will drain away more and more all of this self-hate 
and self-judgment that unfortunately we are tossing at ourselves. So thank you for listening. Thank you very much for listening. The, the website, the URL for the website is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. We're talking about allowing, and certainly this is so applicable in all of our relationships. Allowing is a big step on the unshakable road to love. Thank you for listening. As I said before, if you want to contact me, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And have a very, very beautiful day. Bye-bye.